This episode of The Worst Idea of All Time is sponsored by dollarshaveclub.com. Go to dollarshaveclub.com slash worst idea. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Ow! This movie's still fine. There's a Coley 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 that goes screw. One of them's a hottie, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. And here it is. It is the German version of the movie. So the titles aren't in English, but this is We Are Your Friends with no dialogue. Only background, audio foley, and music cues. I also put up a subtitle track. I just downloaded one, so there might be some mistakes. On the off chance that you actually want to watch it. For a movie whose only memorable parts to watch. For a movie whose only memorable parts... Sorry, I'm reading from a screen that is literally four meters away. For a movie whose only memorable parts are the music. The second act is mostly just people sitting and talking with nothing else going on. Uh, right, so listener Eric Falsch who kindly went to a huge, a tremendous amount of trouble. This is several months ago now, Tim. Uh, and re-edited and graded We Are Your Friends to turn it into sort of a, um, I mean, a genuine art house movie. Black and white. Yeah, black an and white. An entire monochrome feature film <laughs> with scarce dialogue. No dialogue. It was quite an experience. Well, you say that. Oh, yeah. But actually, kind Eric, as he will forever be known on the podcast... Kind Eric included some choice cuts for us. So out of nowhere, for example, when James Reed from The Feelers gifts the Says MacBook I may have Pro, gotten a little sentimental. The dialogue comes in out of nowhere and, and it's... There were a few... It was akin to how I feel the audience must have felt going to see The Wizard of Oz at the big screen where everything's in black and white and suddenly, you, you know, you open the gates and we're looking at Oz and colour envelops the cinema yeah, yeah. and it's like oh my god i forgot this was possible there's a lot of uh, beautiful little flourishes um so first of all i'd like to say to you eric a huge kind thank you eric. kind eric and thank you so much for taking the time to do this and send it to us and then also ensure that we followed through like uh because the, the next message is a link to the google drive where he'd uploaded the file and then like a month later after we'd said that we would watch it he was like hey guys I think you mentioned you might watch this, uh, just so you know, it's taken up a lot of space on my Google Drive, so if you're going to, please do it. I downloaded it, it took us several months, but here we are, and what welcome respite from the, um, you know, the ordinary, you know, colourful clusterfuck that is a screening of We Are Your Friends for this, our 55th watch, truly a breath of fresh air. It was amazing, it really was amazing, it was... Um so much more palatable because it was like watching a different film. And, uh, I mean, look, we've got to say this up top. Full credit to those Foley artists on this film. A lot of footsteps, a lot of sloshing in the pool. They really, the crashing waves, I, they yeah. did their work. Well, I felt like we learned quite a lot as well about, um, you know, what they would record just through booms or uh, radio mics, I guess. I you was, know, like there's a lot of, do- you know, doors shutting in a movie. I always assumed that that would be a separate sound effect. But um, some of them were, and some of them. Some weren't. of them are, sometimes they use a genuine door slamming from you know the scene, and then other times they just dub in a different door slam. Well, the, the, what guys talking about is all premised on like I, I was scratching my head the whole time, going, "How the fuck has kind Eric done this? How has he pulled this off? How do you scrub all the or, the dialogue out of a film but keep 
all of the sound effects and soundtrack. Like, I don't understand. And I've got a theory about it, but I don't know if it's true or not. So we're sort of basing well, it Okay, that. head. Well, I, I think what's happened is on, like, a say, a Blu-ray release of a film, there's different language tracks, right? So you can probably take all of them off somehow if you can yeah. kind of crack open that, that Blu-ray. And then you're just left with the sound effects and the soundtrack. Um, but then there were like German versions of one of the one of the songs. Why well, don't know? No, no, the, the, no, the songs were the same. Well, I don't know. One of them was in German. I've never noticed there being a German song before. But, but obviously, the songs really come to the fore when there is no dialogue for them to hide behind. Yeah, another one of the things Eric did, which was uh, even more or even more Wizard of Oz, like. <laughs> Thank you, guys, computer. Hey, sick. Idiot. I've got an email. Um, is I, I downloaded that, I would say, five years ago, and I literally have no idea how to turn it <laughs> on. You've got mail sound effect. Is it not some Mac thing? Is that something you said? I, I put that in as a plug-in, and um, I, I cannot for the life of me <laughs> figure out what to do. But, uh, yeah, so the very end when he Cole plays Cole's song, uh, and... Somehow, all of these PCP-addled teens go wild in their American Apparel parking lot. Uh, all of the memories, all the sound effects that he drew from that he recorded on his shitty Samsung S3 or whatever, uh, would come up in color. Yeah. I mean, it's these minor details which truly set you know a kind Eric apart from a regular Eric. What it shows you is Eric was really... Kind Eric was really thinking of the boys when he was doing this, you know? This wasn't for anyone... Uh, this wasn't just for, for any old person. This was specifically for the boys. The boys are you and I. Yeah. I'd love to know how labor intensive it was. I mean, he it said was... He spent several hours on it, and uh, I believe him <laughs> wholeheartedly. I reckon it was longer. Yeah, I, mean, I he, think so he, too. Uh, he sort of deliberately understated so that we wouldn't be like, this guy's a maniac. But we would never say that about kind Eric. Oh, there's you only one goddamn word, lunatic. There's only one kind word Eric. for Eric. Kind. Kind. Uh, man, I mean... It's just a different film. All the characters come across much better when you don't hear their thoughts. You know, like, I didn't resent anyone. I don't resent anyone. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I know. Hey, what was interesting is... Uh, I don't know if this was a decision that it kind of... It still felt long. Around. Yeah, that's for sure. But um, old uh, uh, Paige, Paige's speech was left in, which I loved. So it was yeah. just like, music, 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 all my life. Yeah, it was good. I do not rely on anything that's in my life. I do not rely on anything that is not concrete. But then all of that was a good page. All of the text uh, that came up was in German, which uh, made me feel right at home. Yeah, because you're used to that German rip when I'm not with you, eh? Yeah, I deleted all the movies off my computer to free up some space, and mm. accidentally included "Where Are Your Friends." Mm. Wow, well, shit happens, doesn't it? Yeah. So I always have to rent a copy legally. Yeah, we'll go with that. And play it on my MacBook Air, which has a, uh, a Blu-ray or a DVD drive, obviously. Uh, I it mean, always happens to be a German version. Every single time. Well, you know the only video stores that are still operating are German run. Yeah, that's true. Because they're efficient. And also, you know, they you, they make you sign a contract when you, you know, whenever you, everyone signed up with them in the 90s or whatever. And they are ve- they're binding. They are very difficult to get out of. You're not wrong. Except no. that you are completely I'm wrong. Never wrong. This film this week was um yeah, it was it was kinda like watching a different well it was. It's, I, it's a whole the different way movie going experience. I articulated it as if if you were to see it, 
Uh, it's like if you're in an art gallery and you walk into a room and they're playing a black and white film with real scant audio. Yeah. And there's two other people in there sitting down like they know what's happening. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I'll fucking go toe-to-toe with you guys. And you sit down and watch it for 10 minutes. And yeah. you're like, this is super boring. It was exactly what this was. Although not boring for us because we had such unique context for what we were watching. We wanted to pl- we wanted to play this in a movie theater. Yeah, we tried to get the rights cleared with the um the the appropriate authorities, but they were like, "Nah, dudes, yeah, no way, absolutely not. You're not playing some altered version of it to a crowd and selling tickets for that." We're like, "We'll give you money." They're like, "Don't, you're not allowed to." But I mean, this is a this is a work of art. It's a tremendous work of art, and I think it's a labor of love from Kind Eric. And I think that your analogy of the sort of art gallery experience is perfect because it was like, you always get those very pretentious black and white. It was probably shot on 35 millimeter needlessly. And it's just got soundscape, but no dialogue. Like this exactly was that thing. And, 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 but, but, you know, when you have the context of what the original source material is, it's actually kind of cool. In a way, this is... I mean, that sort of um, pretension is, I guess, probably closer to the movie that Maximum and Megan set out to make. What I want to ask you is this, though, Guy. What, if you, this is a hard question to answer because it's a hypothetical, but if you watched this version first versus the actual movie first, like, which one do you think is better? Because I'm, I'm sort of leaning towards the black and white one. It might be colored by the fact I've seen the other one 50... Uh, no, it's not coloured actually, times. Tim. It's black and white. Um, Lol. Well, it is coloured by the colour version. I, it's, I, I think if I saw this first, I would be frustrated because I would want to know some of what's happening. That's art, baby. You know what I mean? That's art. Art is about once you, asking yeah. the question, once you who, make what, a piece where, of, why, and how. Oh, that's, that's journalism. Like, yeah. Well, that's like <laughs> learning how to read or something when you're four. <laughs> Anyway, that sounds right. Uh, no, I think like art. Uh, we, you know, once you make something and you put it out into the world, that's no longer yours. That's for anyone to take from it what they will. And there's certainly more scope and opportunity as an audience member mm. to draw your own conclusions from the black and white. It's like seeing a horror movie, right? Where if you don't see the monster, it's always way scarier in your head because it will always be the scariest version of your own personal take on it. And then when they show you, it's like, oh, okay. That's kind of terrifying, but less than what I thought. Are there any instances where the monster that the movie machines or that the movie makers could uh, show you that you were like, okay, do you know what? Full credit to you. That is more terrifying. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I, I'm not a huge horror guy. I'm try- like, I'm thinking Stranger Things. You know what one is the perfect example of it, though, is uh, what was the alien movie with, um, what's his name? The anti-Semite. Mel Gibson. Uh, you know, signs, I think it's called. Oh. And they show the alien at some, like up until the point where they show it, it's, it's quite terrifying from memory. I can't even remember if I've seen it. I must've seen it at some point. You've got these big crop circles, these big symbols. There's a little girl, I think who's kind of seeing them or communicating with them or something. And I think a couple of times you sort of see them shoot around a corner or something, a little shadow of them, which is always quite terrifying just out of your sight. And then you actually see them. You're like, oh, it's the fucking dude in the costume, isn't it? You know? <laughs> you've blown it. You had a nice little movie going there, Mal, and you've blown it. That's not Mal. That's M. Night. Shamalama ding dong. You've been uh, Shamalan. 
Is that from something? I don't know. Probably. It must be. The way you said it suggested that it was. Yeah. Well, I just always think, you know. Hey, hey. <laughs> if something it? goes, if something in your life goes the way that you didn't expect it to, that's when you've been Shyamalan. Here's a fun question. What would the M. Night Shyamalan ending of We Are Your Friends be? Uh, Don't say Squirrel was dead the whole time because that's already in a movie. No, it's it's that Squirrel faked his own death to get out of the friend group. But Which then, I think we've speculated before. Yeah, we have. Uh, well, you've frequently put forward the fact that <laughs> Santa Re- Oh, no, that's you saying that he actually killed himself. Well, it could be either. But it's certainly the tipping that. point. Um, that was an interesting one today because usually I started singing Santeria because I was like ready for them to be singing Santeria. They were not and singing. And then it's just the sound of water gently lapping and yeah. four boys hugging. Yeah. Obviously, you can't hear the boys hugging. So peaceful, But though. if you could, it would sound like this. And... and Is that water? Yeah, it was That sounded it. scary. Slushy. Slushy water. <laughs> it like a ghost. The ghost of Squirrel! I reckon it would be that Paige Harrell had instigated a very complex like scenario where he was make like he had destroyed the friend group by like um he made them turn on each other using different tools, right? Yeah. So he had got Johnny Depp to get incredibly competitive at work with the other boys and made him chase a bonus or something. He performed psychological Not a war- bonus, a literal bone. A bone. <laughs> yeah. Only one person there can get the bone. Well, there's and only Johnny one, there's only one bone. And spirit wants the bone. So he's chasing the bone. Uh, Zeiss Fron is under psychological warfare by Patreon by taking him to like these clients' houses and ripping them off while he's there and it's playing with his sense of empathy and he feels very sorry for these people and he, he can't reconcile the fact that this is what he does for a job now. Um, and then with Jarhead, he just fucking like fights him periodically because he knows he's such a hothead. Paige he just, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Squirrel? Squirrel, he just changed to his computer because he's got a great head for sense. No, no, this is why Squirrel had to die, right? Because Squirrel saw what was happening. That's why he tried to get out. So, you know, when they have the speech at the sushi bar where he's like, I'm looking for other jobs, Paige had fucking wired them for sound. Like, he was listening to them. So he found out that Squirrel was about to bail, and he, he offed him. This is uh, less like a twist and more like a sort of conspiratorial... That's him not Shyamalan. This, this is Bag. Is Except he's bag? usually a little more supernatural, his, I think. But. Yeah, his Bag is always... Um, All right, and, and Paige is a vampire. There you yeah, go. Is yeah. That, will that do? Yeah, that's great. Paige is a vampire? Are you kidding me? If I was the uh, the marketing team behind We Are Your Friends, I would have put that front and centre. Yeah, it'd be good, actually. It'd be like, hey, do you remember that movie that you loved with all the vampires? What was it called again? Dracula. What was it called? No, the fucking teenage one. Uh, teenage Vampire? Jesus, how quickly we forget, eh? That franchise was fucking huge. What was it? Come on, Matt. The uh, the, the movies. It was like three of them. They were based on the books. Oh, bloody uh, Twilight. Twi- I, was, I kept thinking Daylight. It's like it's not called Daylight. Twilight. Oh, yeah. It's like, hey, you remember Daylight? I mean, Twilight. They were vampires, eh? Yeah, yeah, they were. <laughs> 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 and werewolves. Yeah. Like, hey, you remember Twilight? Well, this one's got Zeiss Fron in it. You'll love Zeiss Fron and you'll love those vampires being crazy for him. Was there any resurgence of vampires beyond the Twilight franchise? Uh, well, I mean, we had Buffy. Yeah, but that was before Twilight. Yeah. Oh, you mean after Twilight? Not that I know of. 
Not that I can think. Nah. That's crazy. I think there were a couple bites at the apple by different franchises. There was to TV, try and get TVs in. did it. Yeah. TV shows. Okay. Oh, no, there's more zombies because he was Eye Zombie and. Um, no, it was like True Blood or something. That sounds like a vampire show. True Blood show. was a vampire show. You did right, actually. You put the word blood in the title, you better Starring have a vampire. NZ Zone Anna Paquin. Can we still claim her? Uh. I mean, I don't know that you and I can, but yeah. the country of New Zealand. She's been gone a long time. I know, but we get, you know, we get so few of these things that we really have to hold them. She might be close. an American citizen now as well, because I think she's married to that that lovely fella from a, the show. A pasteurized American citizen. Yeah, that's. I believe that's the two. You got to get in a spa pool and then jump in icy water. And then a priest says, you are now American. When's the last time you poured yourself a nice cold glass of milk? Uh, not as far away back as you would think. Probably a week. A week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had a, a nice juicy two liters in the fridge. I was like, yeah, hard out. What could possibly lead you to have a hankering for a, a chilly glass of milk? I'm assuming calcium deficiency. I guess. So your body was just aching out for... I was going, I this need the good fucking stuff straight from a cow. Disgusting. <laughs> you have milk in stuff. Why straight from the cow milk? titty. Uh, I don't know, you have lots of stuff in stuff. You know, I don't just have cumin seeds or whatever. Or cumin. Or fuck some other spice. <laughs> See, this is the problem. You don't oh, cook, man. guy. No, I don't. Maybe if you did, you would normalize my drinking of milk. I don't think more. someone who likes to cook meals for themselves in their house is, uh, you know, I don't think there's necessarily a positive correlation between that and just drinking milk by well, itself. How would you know? How would you know, guy? Because you're not in either camp. <laughs> <laughs> I used to drink a lot of chalky milk. Uh, that's still weird. Chalky milk? Nothing weird about chalky milk. That's effectively, you know, Coca-Cola without the fizz. No, it is weird. Why? Because it's still from a cow. The chalky milk? Yeah. Banana milk's weird. Banana milk is bizarre. <laughs> doesn't taste like bananas. The banana flavor, that they get, it's like chicken flavored shit. So like, that doesn't taste like the thing you're purporting uh, it to be. So I was uh, staying with a friend of the podcast, Carlo Ritchie, yes. uh, last week. And he had, he, he was growing some herbs and he was growing a pineapple sage. And he'd make me go out. He made me do it three times while I was standing there. You go out and you rub your fingers on one of the leaves of the pineapple sage and you bring them to your nose and you smell them. And it smells like that is the flavor and smell they use for candy pineapple. Wow. Like and pineapple it's like, lumps and stuff. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. Speaking of New Zealand classics. That is a classic. Pineapple lumps. My lumps. My lovely pineapple lumps. <laughs> Check it out. Ah, uh, the Pineapple Lumps advertising team really missed a trick then. Do you, you remember, remember when the Black Eyed Peas released a song called Let's Get Retarded? Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> they really, they, they snuck a bass with that one, didn't they? <laughs> How? How could you possibly? Let's get stupid. I was going to say it was a different time. Wasn't really. No, it wasn't th- that long ago. I think they got vaguely called to account for that. Not enough. Is that Fergie, man? I tell you what, the ba- the Black Eyed Peas had some great songs without Fergie. And mm. I've got a feeling Fergie's got some great songs without the Black Eyed Peas. They're like in one of those destructive relationships you see that your friend's in sometimes. You're like, you know what? She's fine. He's all right. But when they get together, oh my God, they bring out the worst in each other, don't they? They really do. But it was a lot of albums worth of bad relationship. They got uh, a lot of money from it as well. Huge amount. Well, I am's the problem, I think. Will I am. That guy is an idiot. 
Is I'm he? gonna put that on the record. Really? He is. He's a fucking nut bar. What? Why? He makes real dumb songs and like calls himself a visionary because he rebrands smartwatches and shit. He's fuck man. More power to him. That's, struck me as a fucking moron. As long as I've seen him in the, you know what? Out in the world. If I had that sort of platform, I would also call myself a visionary. I'm doing it with less of a platform. <laughs> You're calling yourself a visionary? Yeah. Got good on you. Every other God moment. Bless you. Oh, man. No, I, look, I got no beef with Will I Am. I just think he's an idiot. That's fair enough. You know? What was um your shining light this week, Tim? My black and white shining light was... Well, to be honest, it was it was hearing Paige give the speech because we hadn't had dialogue up until then. Except Jahid said something, and I was trying to remember what it was, but uh, it was through music. No, there was a great, a great a bit of dialogue snuck through when Jahid... Uh, I'm going to murder that cheese dick motherfucker. Fucker on top of the hill and his echo goes into the valley. It wasn't that bit. But then we heard the echo. Yeah, the echo was there without the first bit. That was a treat. Mm. Not my shining light. My my shining light was um what's what really put it over the top for me is it's like boom, I'm hearing talking, boom, the important talking, it's page talking, and boom 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 German titles. German text. Page talking German text, loved, black and white. Loved all of it. Beautiful silence afterwards. Loved all of it. That is a good time. It's real cool. How about you? I really enjoyed Guy uh, Montgomery. I really enjoyed the splashing noise when um when Jarhead tackled Hillary Clinton into the looking pool. Oh yeah, that was good. That's a weird sentence, eh? Yeah. I enjoyed the splashing noise when Jarhead tackled Hillary Clinton into the looking pool. There's so much of this podcast, which if you take it out of its context, it's ju- I mean, it's it barely the makes whole sense thing is in dribble, there. isn't it? Yeah, it really is. We shouldn't be doing it anymore. I'll tell you that for free. If I've got one piece of advice to the two of us, it's don't do it anymore. Five more screenings. It's not that many. Five screenings till freedom. Good God. Have you have you put your mind there yet? Thinking about a post worst no. idea time? Uh not quite. I know that I will be very grateful to be uh you know, unshackled from this great and grave responsibility that we have thrust upon ourselves. But I also know that uh in a lifestyle that affords very few sort of rock solid um responsibilities responsibilities or or events or sort of just you know like uh that i will miss having constant yeah having some sort of weekly anchor yeah uh now you are a boy at drift adrift yeah that's what i meant to say unless i go to some you know cool bar called drift and it's all made of driftwood you could start it and it's floating no i'm not gonna start a bar it's too much work yeah god you I've just seen people lose so much money. Have you? From a far distance, yeah. How far? Uh, very far back. Like two Ks. Do you want me to move some stuff around? You look awkward. No, I look ca- cool and casual. Yeah, what you can't see, listener, is that guy's sort of, he's having to crook his neck and contort his body I to adjust to know very this. short They think I'm a cable. visionary. That You don't need to paint a picture of my awkward body position. Maybe it's a visionary body position. Nah, That's the thing. You've got to market you, better, man. I'm in it. This is not going to take off. What I'm doing right now. Are you proud of what we've accomplished through this podcast? Yeah. I tell you, Tim, I, um, I'm i feeling very positive right now. Yeah, that's good. And 
I was doing some reflecting in some of the quieter moments of the film, namely like 75% of it. Uh, And I am proud of what we've accomplished and this uh, journey we've been on and all of our our co-travellers who've come along for the ride. It truly has taken up a lot of our lives now. Like this thing has existed for a tenth of my life that I've been alive. And in terms of adult life, way more as a fraction. Well, when and you're it, an adult, yeah. 18, so what's that, 12 years? A quarter, a quarter of that I've been doing this podcast. Do you feel that as you grow older uh, that you're, I guess, more you're more adult? Do you think that the significance of the last three years is more significant than the three years that preceded that? Or do you think that that's an impossible thing to judge because the three years before that obviously informed the three years after that? It's a tricky question. It's the last three question. years of your life have probably been the most significant. No, I don't think so. The first three. The first three of all of them. Zero to three. Wow. Reckon. If we can even go back further than then, like to your conception, obviously that's that was the real beginning. Yeah, that's tr- that one was important. That was an important moment. Does that mean you were the best sperm? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and- I'm pretty sure it is what that means, right? I mean, by... By what metric? You were the one that got in, that fertilized. Fastest doesn't always mean best, unless you're in a running Sperm's race. Sperm's only got one job, and that's it. So yeah, you're the best one. You're the best around. Hey, congrats, my dude. Thank you. And same to you also. Wow. And to you listening also. <laughs> yeah. All powerful sperms. Mm. Every one of us. But um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting just how much of this podcast there is too much i think it's a huge wall of fucking audio yeah it is and it's it's you know it's getting to the point now when you have to watch a black and white silent version of the film just to feel something that you go maybe it's damaged us maybe it wasn't all good i think no do you know what i think due to our sunny disposition which, I mean, obviously is a recklessly forgetful thing to say when we have an entire season of Sex and the City 2 out there in the public sphere. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I like to think that we came out on top. That I don't think, Do it, ha- I don't think, we, I don't think it has damaged us. I, th- I think it's made us stronger. Actually, w- with you framing it in that way, because I used to think we should have stopped after season two, but you're right, I think we needed this. Palate cleanse. It was. It wasn't a palate cleanse per se. It was more of, um, you know, it's a three game series, and we we fucking got slaughtered in that second game. <laughs> we were we were well up on that first match. It was uh, it was good. We played really well. I think really really well. Yeah. And then uh, look, home team advantage. We went to the girls, and the girls whipped us week in week out. We, we had a strong that. start. Pride comes before the fall. Those two second quarters against Sex in the City, like it was a bloodbath out there and we were on the receiving end. And then I feel like this third game, the tiebreaker, I I feel like we've edged ahead. It's it's been tight, but I think we're ahead. I like to think so too. Have you considered a life post-worst idea? What are you going to do with all the excess time? I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. I'm a big believer that time expands or contracts to fit anything in that you got going on, you know. So I'll probably just um, do nothing with it, which is sad but accurate. Well, I guess that's that is a good question. Then 
is um is this more valuable than you just sitting quietly in a room for the same amount of time it oh, takes absolutely. to record a podcast absolutely isn't it undeniably so how so well, because this is going out to the world. We're sharing it with, with wonderful people. Sharing something doesn't make it good, Tim. I think it does. That's where we will disagree. Your time is more valuable if it's spent doing something other people can enjoy. And it doesn't even really matter how many people you're talking about, whether it's one other person or two or a thousand or whatever. If you can make your time count for someone else, it is, it is infinitely a better use of your time. You know so, what I'm saying, So long Jim? as you're already happy, presumably. Nah, you can do it at your own expense. I think this podcast is testament to that. Well, yeah, I don't really have an argument against it. It's good. This is a nice... Uh, I feel we've... we've. I mean, this this black and white moment has given us quite... It's There's a nice reflective tone to what's happening here. Yeah, I think we've I mean, slowed next week down we'll the pace. Be, we'll be trudging again. I'll tell you what might be part of it as well. Um, the substances in Guy Montgomery and Tim Bat's bodies right now is just breakfast. That's uh, There's been no beers or anything. Nothing going on. Not that there ordinarily would be. Well, there's at least usually a beer or two in the tum-tum by this point. The, yeah. They say change is as good as a holiday. So, drinks up? No, nah, no. Nah. So, um, you know. Oh, you're saying the sobriety is the holiday that we've been seeing. Well, in the screening. Well, that's true. It was quite a different film. Um, one question I do have for you though, Guy Montgomery, is um, what's in that MacBook Pro box? Which is a question we will answer after this message from our sponsors. Oh, this movie's still fine. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of The Worst Idea of All Time is brought to you by dollarshaveclub.com. Dollarshaveclub.com have changed the game of shaving. You know all those other shitty razor companies that are out there charging you an arm and a fucking leg just to look like a classy gentleman? Well, no more. Their stranglehold over the industry of making men look good is over because we got one of them disruptors in the hood now and it's dollarshaveclub.com. They're awesome. They've got high-quality blades and other products as well now. They've been so successful with getting the word out there that they have ventured into other bathroom products, predominantly for men. But maybe for ladies too. And alternative advertising means, like choosing us, the humble worst idea of all time, to spread the good word of dollarshaveclub.com. Moreover, we have a special deal for you. If you visit the website dollarshaveclub.com forward slash worst idea. You got it. You can sign up right now for $5 and get in on this. Here's your chance to see why over 3 million members like myself and Guy Montgomery love Dollar Shave Club. Right now, you can get your first month for the club for just 5 bucks, And after that, it's just a few bucks a month. DollarShaveClub.com is so confident in the quality and value of all their products, there's no long-term commitment or any hidden fees. There's no reason not to join. Just join, you dummies. Get yours at dollarshaveclub.com slash worst idea. It makes us look good too. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash worst idea. This movie's still fine. Five, six, seven, eight. Getting sentimental with James Reed. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Fishing for Lisa. Your 
But you're my reason to live. Oh, do 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 ba do do ba do ba do ba do ba do ba do 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 do. That's all it is, baby. The feelers, super system. On CD with a note saying, holy, CD. Sh- holy shit, did you know this band existed? The lead singer has almost exactly the same name as me. That would be such a vanity gift, wouldn't it? And I love that it then fulfills the premise of being a self-serving gift. It's like, hey, I, I was Googling myself and I came up with this weird result of a Kiwi rock band Yeah, called The Feelers. Because he looked up James Reid spelt his way. Mm. And because he's he got he's through just so a, many results, he's a washed, he's doing this every day. Well, no, because he's such a uh, he's a drunk sellout cashing a check. Uh, he was Google said, "Do you mean James Reed R E I D?" Fuck, imagine being a celebrity and searching your own name, and Google telling you that there's another person with your name with an alternative spelling who Google thinks it's more likely you're researching. That's what oh, James Reed experienced. How embarrassing for him! Punishingly so. He's got a fragile ego. We know this. We've seen it on display. I mean, the good thing is that Zicoli, as the film proves, has got a discman, probably with anti-shock technology, up to 15 seconds. That is horse shit. That anti-shock stuff was a fucking, like, that was a rort. No, it wasn't. Uh, yes, it was, Tim. Did you have a discman? How come when my family would drive, you know, somewhere for a holiday, and I'd be listening to my discman, if we'd go over a gravel road, I'd turn on my anti-shock, you think the CD inside of the Discman knew it? You think Shania Twain's Come On Over suddenly was skip free? That's what you're listening to on your family trips. First CD I ever owned, bitch. <laughs> don't get bitch with me. Don't get don't get preemptively aggressive at me for an insult that is I'm probably coming. I'm not angry coming. with you. I'm angry with Big Discman. Well, what kind of Discman did you have? I think that's the pertinent question. Because I had a Sony, and from memory, the anti-shock worked pretty good. I can't... I think it was a JVC. Well, that's so where you've gone covered wrong. in stickers from skateboard and surf shops where I, yes, I wouldn't buy boy. any equipment to skateboard or surf. No, but you wanted to let everyone know that you were thinking about it. You yeah. were thinking about getting into these things, and you wanted the world to know. Were stickers as good as money back in your day? Abs- better than. Yeah. I mean, money you can have and swap it for stuff, but stickers is a communication to the world saying, look out, everyone, I'm thinking about getting into surf and skate. Used to be the New Zealand I grew up in, you could buy, you know, you could put a deposit on your first house, two bedrooms, Mm. you know, sort of inner city suburb, three, four stickers. Yeah. Now you need like (laughs) Like (laughs) like a million bucks. $200 million. Anyway, yeah, so he gave them uh, the the Feeler's best known album. Pressure, pressure man? No, Super System. Pressure man, pressure man on it. Great song too. Uh, and Zakoli just went away and listened to it and then he came back and was like, this is so far outside my ordinary tastes. I don't know why he'd give me this CD. Broaden your horizons. That's right. That's what James Reed was all about. And he does talk about that a little bit in the movie. He's like, you know, you need your problem is you don't listen. Shh. Good sound effect. You know what I'm talking about. No one else does. That clap came through loud and clear. Yeah. Because it's, uh, you know, obviously a sound effect. Yeah, it's weird, you guys. It's it's a tricky thing to explain because everything that's been added to the film as a sound effect was there and everything that's dialogue wasn't. So it was interesting to get a little, like, peak of something like a clap because... They had obviously added it later, and it, it punctured through. Look, at this point, we are so deep inside of this fucking thing. We're in this tiny little bubble. It's hard to describe what it's what's in there, you know? It's like going through that time tunnel in Interstellar. Still haven't seen that film. 
Have you not seen it? I didn't know that. Oh, shit. We should watch that instead. No, nah, it's too late. We get... Or not we get. I get so... I've, I think I've spoken about this before. I haven't seen a lot of sort of icon, what are considered to be pretty iconic films. Sure. And, um, yeah, I get so chastised for it. What, you watch? Oh, that's fucked, man. We are Any- your friends 55 times, but you ain't got time to see E.T. Go to hell. Anyone who lords stuff like that over other people can go to hell. It, be it music, art, books, films, whatever. Don't look... Just be like... Hey, you know, it's cool. It's good. If you have the inclination and time, maybe check it out. Don't be like, I can't believe you haven't seen 2001 A Space Odyssey. Go fuck yourself. Don't weaponize that against people. That voice you did is the voice of uh, anyone who you've ever disagreed with ever. It is. And then I said a very normal and well-reasoned thing. And then they said, oh my God. Exactly. They all sound like that. Uh, but it's true. It's insecure people weaponizing their experiences to try and make other people feel small, and I, I won't, I won't put up with it. It's well, essentially bullying. Rest assured, Tim, I've not seen Interstellar. I've not seen. Hey, well, you know what? If you've got the time and inclination, sometime maybe you should check it out. Yeah, I heard it's a great film. Well, I enjoyed it. Not everyone loved it. You loved it. Yeah, man. Partially for the soundtrack, though. Shit is haunting. You say the soundtrack? Track. Trek. Well, I don't, Kiwi accent. I don't know. Trek. Not known for rounded vowels, are we? Trek. Track. Trek. What are you doing now? What are we up to? Trek. What's happening? Trek. You're just saying the word Trek. Trek. Okay, very good. Righto. Um, hey, listen. You know what else I want to get to the bottom of in this episode? Trek. What happened in that bathroom? Trek. Someone just trekked in some mud or something on their boots? Trek. They've been for a trek and then they trek, trek. Do you say trek or trekked in mud? Trek. So someone had been for a trek and they trekked in some mud into the bathroom. Trek. Right, okay. And so it was just mud, essentially. Trek. Which I think that Johnny Depp actually confused for human excrete, excretion? Trek. Trek. Uh, that's what was really there, but he thought it was poo. And and it's kind of like, it's just all over the floor and Johnny Depp's like, oh man, this is disgusting. But in actual fact, it was just someone who went for a you know why Johnny Depp's unfamiliar with what human... What the fuck, man? I see you up for a real one, and you move on at that point? God damn it, guy. We used to be on the same team here, man. We've got to get our shit together. We've got five more of these to go, man. I was just trying to tell you that... You've got to be a team player in this. This is hard. You know this. Johnny Depp doesn't have enough fiber in his diet. <laughs> he hasn't taken a shit for three years. He's forgotten what the stuff looks like. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. Do you know, if he hasn't taken a shit for three years and he's still alive, I think the opposite is true. He is an unhealthy. He is so healthy that his body has found a way to use every atom that is put into him. There is no waste product anymore. Is there any sleeps? No. No, I don't. If you had it your way, would you sleep? Absolutely not. Never. Nah. Who do you think sleep is for? The weak. (laughs) It's actually for everyone, but I wish it wasn't. Fuck, I love to sleep. Yeah? Yeah. Bit of kip? Yeah. But think of all the shit you could get done if you weren't sleeping. I'm not doing anything in the day at the moment anyway. You could get a... Play- if you if you, if you you didn't need to sleep, you could get a PlayStation then and get away with it. You know? No, nah, nice I'd, I'd sooner sleep than play PS4. Imagine if playing PlayStation 
or whatever was equivalent to sleep. Like your well, brain sense, did the same kind of thing. When you go to sleep, you know, your brain beams up the old projector and starts showing you yeah, that's true. shit that you're up to in a different world that doesn't actually have any bearing on the world that you inhabit. Apparently we still don't have a good grasp on why we have to sleep. Like people just, the scientists don't understand it yet, guy. It's big bed. Big bed, you reckon? <laughs> yeah, man. Fuck. We didn't actually sleep beforehand. And yeah. then the mattress company started popping Sleepy up. Sleepy head. Oh, oh, your head's looking so sleep. I, hey, I'm Mr. Sealy. Oh, you look tired. <laughs> you're, you're looking mighty tired, Mr. Man, Bud. I would believe that because mattresses are fucking expensive. And this sounds like it's it's ramping up to another podcast ad. It isn't. There's no big reveal that we've got one of them fancy mattress companies on. I'm just saying the mattress prices vary so much in cost that I think there's something fucky about that industry too. Maybe they are forcing all of us to sleep, you know? They're, I wouldn't be Maybe surprised. they're expensive to manufacture. I don't know how much anything costs to make or how difficult it is. If you were given all the raw materials to make a mattress, Tim... How raw are we talking? Like foam or fucking whatever? Well, okay, so there's springs in there. Are the springs sprung or is it just like a rod you, of metal? You're, you're given everything. None of it's assembled. Right. And they're like, hey... Here's everything it actually requires to make a mattress. Yeah. Have at it. Yeah. A, how long does it take for you to assemble your version of a mattress? <laughs> yeah. And B, how sleepable is that mattress? Not so not sleepable, eh? It would take such a long time to get such a bad result. <laughs> That's the thing, you can't sleep until the mattress is made. Oh, crippling. Fuck. And you would get the more tired you got, the worse you would get at it. Yeah, you'd and then, just and die, then you'd, wouldn't you? you'd, you'd sleep on this like you'd sleep on the floor, or whatever, on some wretched foam and spring contraption. Mm. You wake up, you'd have a horrible sore back, and you'd be like, "Oh, I've really got to fix this mattress so I can get a good night's sleep." And then it's all that drives you is just the desire to finally finish this mattress. Do you think a lack of sleep is what's, you know, underpinning a lot of what's wrong with the world at the moment? Do you nah. think we used to sleep more? Do you think everyone was just getting a better kip? Uh, I think that I sleep. I think phones in bed have certainly disrupted some sleeping habits. Phones in bed. I I wake up and see how long I can go without checking my phone. I don't have it in my bed. It's in the room. Like I've got to get up and go and get it. It's disgusting that you have to, but good that you're doing that. It's crazy. It's like I'll be. I, I've got my Kindle, so I'll be reading or whatever. Mm. And then after like ten or fifteen minutes, sometimes longer, if I'm really immersed in the book, I'll be like. I have to know. I go check. It's fucking crazy. It's terrible. That's an addiction. Yeah, yeah, it is. Rule on. First it. thing that I'm going to do when this podcast finishes, Tim, go for a run. Check my phone. Yeah, of course you will. Um, which actually might be right now. Oh, sick! I wonder what's happening. <laughs> I feel like the 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 movie um didn't quite get its juice this week, but it's because it. It's been quite hard to articulate the experience that Guy and I have been through seeing a black and white dialogue-free version of We Are Your Friends. It's been really wonderful. Kind Derek, I can't thank you enough for this gift that you've given us. And look, I, all I want to say is thank you, really. That's Sweet, it. kind baby Eric. Your beautiful teeth. Oh, I want to brush them so bad. Thank you also to dollarshaveclub.com. Dollarshaveclub.com slash worst idea. 
to get all that stuff. And we're sorry for being gross at the end with that baby in the teeth. And hey, the someone liked my photo on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, this movie's still fine. Guys that go screw. One of them's a hothead. His name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. Ah! You forget that films are supposed to have a point.